Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Always great to be with you in the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we try to help you slow things down just a little bit. Divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And we will drive through the next 60 minutes. And just as a programming reminder, coming up at noon today, Governor Gary Herbert will host his Coronavirus Task Force press conference. So we'll cover that live here at KSL News Radio. So stay tuned for that today. As always, we want to make sure you're helping us elevate the conversation and deepen the dialogue. You can do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union uh, text line. Uh, Make sure you weigh in and uh, help us as we try to elevate that conversation. So we're going to start local today, and uh, we're going to get into what uh, Nick Wyatt uh, shared during the newscast there in terms of some of the recent polling from the Deseret News and Hinckley Institute of Politics, and some interesting things in terms of breaking this down. So first, if you look at just the straight-up numbers in terms of the presidential race, there are, are not a lot of surprises there in terms of where that race stands as it relates to President Trump and uh, the former Vice President Joe Biden. Currently, uh, President Trump is at 53 percent. Joe Biden is at 35 percent. You have a few uh, others in the middle. The libertarian candidate Joe Jorgensen is at 5 percent. And then there's about 6 percent that still are undecided. And so that's uh, not a big shocker, not a big surprise there. Uh, To me, the more interesting numbers in this poll have to do with the age-old question, are you better off now than you were four years ago? And, of course, uh, Ronald Reagan rode that to uh, victory in his re-election campaign, and many others have have used it. Bill Clinton was on a similar note, as was George W. Bush, and then uh, Barack Obama. Anyone who's uh, survived that second election uh, always seems to be going on the, are you better off than you were four years ago? And to me, here's, here's the interesting part of this. Uh, the numbers are interesting, but behind the numbers, as always, is is where we want to get and what we want to focus on. Uh, and so of Utahns, uh, the first question is, are you are you better off than you were four years ago? 56% of Utahns said yes to that. So despite the economy, despite the pandemic, despite all the challenges that are going on, uh, most Utahns, 56%, say they're better off. Uh, again, not surprising with uh, what we've been able to do economically, where Utah is positioned in terms of coming out of the uh, pandemic. Yeah, Utah is very well positioned to lead out. Uh, our uh, unemployment rate is lower than most of the rest of the country. Well, we have a lot of opportunities. New airport, of course, opened up this week. We've been covering that. Uh, but so here's the interesting part of the question is once you look at are you better off, the next question is, Do you believe the country is better off than it was four years ago? 
And for Utahns, only 42% say that the country is better off than it was four years ago. And to me, that's really telling. And it's something that uh, if I were a political strategist for either the uh, Trump or the Biden campaign, uh, I would be looking at Utah as a model. This really unique laboratory of democracy that we have here in the state of Utah uh, is why most Utahns feel like they're better off than they were four years ago. Uh, but the country may not be better off than it was four years ago. And so that's a fascinating test to me. And I think if I were, again, a political consultant, I'd be saying, well, what's going on in Utah? Why is that? Uh, <laughs> why are they thriving? Why do they have a strong economy? They've got great institutions of civil society. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in the state of Utah that are working as a laboratory of democracy. And so, as always, you know, it's it's somewhere between the halls of the U.S. Capitol and the top of the Rockies. There's there's this disconnect uh, and a lot of political myths that go on there. And so as we look at the, the 2020 and looking at this fall campaign, more people, it appears, uh, derive satisfaction not from the state of the nation's affairs, but more so from what goes on in their daily lives, in their neighborhoods, in their families. Uh, and as we've been saying, that is where the heart and soul of the country actually lies. Uh, the heart and soul of the nation is is not something that uh, politicians get to battle over or claim or counterclaim or win. Uh, it just is. And we happen to be living in a place that does it really well. On the economic front, uh, obviously Utah hasn't escaped the entirety of the uh, the pandemic challenge. Uh, but right now our unemployment num- numbers are the lowest in the country, 4.5% compared to the national average, which is about 8.5%, 8.4%. Um, and so the the things that we've done over the years, things the governor's done, things the state legislature has done, more importantly, what the citizens have done and what civil society has done, what key businesses have done, what organizations have done, uh, all of that comes together. And that civil society element, you know, where we not only have a strong economy, but we have all of these institutions that give back. So we have faith groups that give back to the community, are actively engaged. We have businesses that are so involved in their local communities and strengthening them. Uh, And then we have individual citizens who volunteer, who make a difference day in and day out. And that's what works. And that's what, if I were a consultant, I would be telling the candidate, look, there's a model. It seems to be working. Even in a pandemic, it's working. Uh, and and that's really what uh, you can point to. So, again, to me, it's it's very interesting that uh, most Utahns do feel like they're better off for than they were four years ago. Uh, they're less confident about where the country is and where the country's headed and uh, less less confidence uh, in there for sure. So uh, so that's one of those things that we're going to continue to monitor and watch as we go into this election cycle. And it is what. Uh, what is the messaging going to be? What's the messaging going to be down the stretch? Uh, here we are. It's hard to believe we're past mid-September. We're actually to the 17th of September. Uh, it is Constitution Day, by the way, which we'll talk about coming up in our next segment. And we're ha- so we're halfway through September. And obviously, it's a very different election cycle. But where does the messaging go? 
uh, particularly for the the governor's race. Uh, we know we have a hotly contested fourth congressional district race going on. We have other races up and down the ballot that are happening in the state legislature, local races. And the messaging is really interesting to me. And if we, we try to, so often uh, it gets nationalized. And I think what the people of the state of Utah are saying is, no, it's, it, let's localize this thing. Uh, it's, it is the government closest to the people that governs best uh, or most accountable. And because we have a lot of good things going on in the state, it makes that a lot easier to get to. And so when we look at all the, the polling data, again, that we've been rolling out this week with the Deseret News and Hinckley Institute of Politics, uh, there's just some very interesting numbers. Uh, also, just as a look ahead to next week, a reminder uh, that the uh, Deseret News and BYU will release their annual America Family Survey next week. That'll be rolled out on Wednesday uh, as uh, part of an event with Brookings Institute and uh, AEI, American Enterprise Institute, along with a host of other partners there, and a, a real interesting look at the American family. And this is another one of those where if I were if I were advising a presidential campaign, I would say don't follow the consultants, follow the American family. There's a host of things in there that I think both parties, both ends of the political spectrum are completely missing, and a host of voters who have disconnected because they're exhausted. They are just exhausted by the far left and the far right, uh, and all of the rhetoric in between that they're really looking to how do we get back to the issues that actually matter to me and to my family, community, upward mobility, compassion, self-reliance, uh, all of those things are are the real issues. So there, there are some interesting things. And of course, it will be very interesting to see how that plays as it relates to the vice presidential debate, which will be here in the state of Utah. And we'll be covering that as well. So lots to, lots to cover. The numbers are always fascinating. But to me, it's the numbers behind the numbers. And more important than that, it's the people behind the numbers that make a difference in the end. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. Uh, when we come back, it is Constitution Day today. And uh, we're going to take an interesting look at why that matters and why we should celebrate it. And more importantly, what we should do next right here on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.